What's up, guys? On this episode of BNG in the Morning, we cover the craziness that today was with Tom Brady being retired, then not being not really sure if he was retired. We'll talk about what my thoughts are on that. Then we'll review the NFL Divisional Weekend. We'll talk about each game and how each game was crazy in its own way. Then we'll take a quick break, and when we come back from the break, we will discuss some NBA trade deadline rumors. Then we will end off the episode with this weekend's championship round games and what my predictions are. Let's get it. guys welcome to another edition of bng in the morning first off just want to say unfortunately gavin will not be joining us for this episode we were both planning around both of our schedules we were going to record tonight but unfortunately he is dealing with some sickness currently so let's just uh, hope that he gets through that quickly and has a speedy recovery but that aside we were going to jump right into the nfl divisional weekend in each of the games to start off with but i feel like we have to talk about this saga with Tom Brady being retired at first, but now he might not actually be retired. No one really knows. Uh, to start off with, Adam Schefter reported that, as well, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darling- Darlington originally reported that Tom Brady had retired. But apparently since then, uh, Tom Brady has said to the Buccaneers GM that he hasn't actually made a decision yet on whether or not he's retiring. Um, personally, I think he is retiring. I just think he wants to be the one to announce it and not Jeff Darlington, Adam Schefter, or another insider. Um, that's my thoughts on it. I, I think that he's done. I think that he's really done all he can do. He's won seven championships. He's broken basically all the records that he can. He has really no incentive to play now. And he went on his podcast and said that it's time for him to put family first, essentially. Uh, and he's 44 years old. I mean, he doesn't really have much time left with his, with his family when it's all still young, when they're all when his kids are all still young. So I personally think that he will retire. Uh, I just think that the official announcement from him will be a little bit later. But with that out of the way, let's let's uh, talk about this divisional weekend. Absolutely blew Wild Card Weekend out of the wild, out of the water. This, these games were way, way better. Each of, each game was different in its own way, but they were all really good games. We're going to start with the best one of the weekend because I just don't think – I just don't see how we can delay that anymore. Chiefs versus Bills, an absolutely crazy game from wire to wire. Both teams, were, both teams played amazing. It was honestly what I thought it would be. Absolute shootout, absolute shootout final score ended up being 42-36. Patrick Mahomes in this game showed why he's the best QB in the league. I don't think there's really – it's really up for debate. I really don't think it's up for debate anymore. Josh Allen played a perfect game in this one. His official stats being – let's pull those up real quick. His official stats in the game were just – I mean, if you looked at it ahead of the game or after the game, you'd think he won. He threw for 329 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, had – 68 yards on the on the ground as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just out just outdid him. He threw for 378 yards, three touchdowns, uh, added 69 yards on the ground, and a touchdown of his own. And this is what I 
this is why I think Mahomes is the greatest QB in the league right now. He Mahomes or Josh Allen played great, but he was just playing a better quarterback. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes, both of them played perfectly, but Josh Allen's best isn't quite as good as Patrick Mahomes' best. Um, and Mahomes, there were just times where in this game he just refused to lose. That first drive was a perfect example of that. He was did a lot of his uh, damage scrambling around. Uh, he didn't have anybody open, so he just said, you know what, I'll take this into my own hands and I'm running this ball. I'm going to do what it takes to win. We can... Talk about the overtime rules all we want to. Uh, yeah, they're broken. The Bills probably should have got a chance to to have the ball on offense. But the Chiefs tried to get it changed in 2019, and 30 owners said, no, we don't want to change it, including the Bills. So I don't really have sympathy for Bills fans or any team that loses an overtime off of the other team just driving down the field and scoring a touchdown because it's been tried to ch- – it's been ch- – a team has tried to get a change on multiple occasions now, and it just they, other owners don't really care until it happens to their team. But with that being said, I'm starting to believe now that there are certain QBs who are just winners and some who are losers. Losing QBs may be absolutely amazing at what they do, but when it comes down to it, they just can't get the job done. And I'm starting to believe Aaron Rodgers is a losing QB. Um he puts up 10 points at home in the playoffs and has a record of losing big playoff games, especially at home. He's an insanely talented QB. He's probably, he might have the most just pure talent when it comes to the QB and the most uh, the highest IQ out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL. But he just doesn't have – he just doesn't get it done in the playoffs. And we'll talk about that game later on, but uh, let's, let's uh, move on to this Bills team. This could be the peak they get to. Um, I know it's. it doesn't seem like it now. It seems like they'll be back and they'll be winning Super Bowls. But the AFC seems like it will only be more and more competitive for years, for years to come with a lot of young QBs as well as Aaron Rodgers potentially coming to the AFC and perhaps Russell Wilson. So who knows if the Bills have a better chance uh, than this. This was a great opportunity for them, but they just could not get it done. Not, not to say that they um, – they played bad. They played great, but they just they just couldn't get it done. And I know I said Aaron Rodgers hasn't hasn't had a track record of getting it done in the playoffs, but who knows? Maybe he maybe he goes to the Broncos and they play the Bills in the divisional and they he gets the win. And then that whenever he doesn't play as well, is the championship round against maybe the Chiefs or the Bengals or another team that that is now that is now uh, good. I'm, it's just you just never know. This is this is why we love football so much. We just don't know who's going to be the top team year year in year out. What the Patriots did and what the Chiefs are doing now is not a very common thing. Some some teams only get to the pinnacle once, and that's it. We saw it with Drew with Drew Brees and the Saints. We saw it with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. These guys haven't been back since they won it. So. <clears throat> I'm not saying Josh Allen will never win a Super Bowl or never make it to a Super Bowl. I'm just saying we just never know how these teams will shake, will turn out in the years to come. But with that being said, we can move on from the Chiefs-Bills. It was just an amazing game. If you, if you didn't see it, I'd make it a point to watch a replay if it's if it's ever reared on TV or just highlights or something. I would just – 
do what you can to watch that game because it was it was absolutely special. It was it was the best playoff game I've ever seen personally uh, since watching the Chiefs and being able to actually appreciate the game. Uh, that's definitely by far the best game I've ever seen. I don't think we're going to get a playoff game that was that special in this playoffs. But Bengals versus Titans. The Bengals won this game 19-16, but they have not been that impressive to me in this playoff run. They squeaked past the Raiders when one of their touchdowns shouldn't have standed. They barely squeaked past the Titans when Henry, Derrick Henry is clearly not 100% and Tannehill throws three interceptions, which is very funny to me considering if you look on SportsCenter or another big uh, media outlet, you'd think that they were the hottest team in football. You would think, oh, Joe Burrow, he is the best quarterback in the league. There was actually a show that um, gave the quarterback advantage to the in this Bengals-Chiefs game. They gave the quarterback advantage to the Bengals, which I think is absolutely clickbait. I don't think they actually believe that. There's absolutely no way. I think that's mostly clickbait, but there are a lot, a lot of Bengals – praise out there there's a lot of it out there not a whole lot about the Chiefs and I'm not saying the Chiefs should get all the praise I think the Bengals are doing amazing this year I think they're I think they're uh playing really good football I just think that they're not playing as good a football as what they're really being painted out to be um I think the Bengals are a very very high are very very overperforming I should say uh, we'll move on. We'll get more into that whenever I make my picks uh, on the AFC and NFC championships. Moving on to the Packers 49ers game. Not much of an exciting offensive game. Rodgers loses yet another home playoff game. You can make all the excuses you want about the Packers special teams costing them or the defense not being that great, but the 49ers scored 13 points in this game. That should be enough for this Packers team with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and their other receivers. That should be an 13 points from the other team, they should score more than that. They should get at least 14 points with that offense. There's no excuse for Aaron Rodgers and this team to to lose this game. I know it started snowing in the second half, but Aaron Rodgers is such an amazing talent, and he has such a high football IQ, but he doesn't get it done in situations like this, and this, this most likely is his last game in a Packers uniform. It seems like he's going to be gone, so... This might be the best this Packers team does for quite a, quite a while. But last game we're going to talk about, Bucks versus Rams. I thought this was going to be the game of the weekend until the, that Chiefs-Bills game. Brady struggled early. He wills his team back into it, ties the game, but the Bucks defense leaves Cooper Cup wide open down the field, and they allow for a game-winning field goal. Potentially Tom's last game in uh, – in a uniform, if so, what an absolute career. But back to the uh, – what an absolute great career, I should say. Uh, back to the Rams, though, they almost sold this game, and it's because of that I don't think they're locks to beat the 49ers, and I definitely don't think they have the advantage if they play the Chiefs. Even though the Super Bowl uh, is in their home stadium, that's just Arrowhead West, honestly, uh, SoFi Stadium. So, But jokes aside, that's – if the Rams do make it, that they are going to be the second team uh, in a row to have the Super Bowl and make it when it's in their home stadium, which is kind of ironic that it's going to be two years in a row that, well, we're assuming the Chiefs will beat the Bengals, which I think will happen, just spoiler alert for later in the episode. But um, two seasons in a row where we have the home stadium, that team making the Super Bowl, which is Pretty crazy that it hasn't happened before, and then it happens, and then it happens again the year after, and the team that they 
both those teams play is the Chiefs, which I think is pretty funny and pretty ironic. But that was all the games that happened. It was a wild weekend. All the games were good, which was a far cry from the wild card games. I mean, those games were not particularly too good. None of them were really. Some of them, some of them were closely contested, but these games were amazing. I, I had a lot of fun watching the games this weekend. Moving on to the NBA, but before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into the NBA trade deadline and some rumors around that, so we'll be back. All right, we are back, and let's talk a little bit of NBA trade deadline rumors. Uh, first off, the big one that's been circulating around the public recently has been James Harden possibly wanting out of Brooklyn. Uh, I don't think a trade personally is going to happen before the deadline, but he could potentially be gone or at least talk to other teams this summer when he hits unrestricted free agency for the first time. The deadline is coming up pretty soon, so the Nets would have to make a would have to pursue a deal quickly, and I don't think that it's going to be a fast process. So I think it'll be in the summer when he hits unrestricted free agency. Uh, a lot of stuff could happen in the rest of the season. But when Harden went to Brooklyn, he didn't know Kyrie would be a part-time player. He didn't know Durant would be dealing with another injury. So he may want to at least see what his other options are. And Harden is reaching the end of his prime year soon. And as the only member of the Nets Big Three without a ring, he may feel the clock ticking and want to go where his best chances are for a ring. Personally, in my opinion, I think he will end up staying, will end up staying in Brooklyn because he and Durant are friends. Kyrie can play half the games. But if he does leave, I personally think he goes to Philly. He'll reunite with Daryl Morey, his GM, when he was playing for the Rockets. And if they and if they go the sign-and-trade route, which I think is what they'll most likely do, they can get Ben Simmons in return, which is probably the best return they can get or close to it for a player like Harden. A big three of Kyrie, Durant, and Simmons in Brooklyn would be lethal. And the Sixers wouldn't see it as too big of a loss, and Simmons likely isn't going to play for the Sixers ever again anyway. Harden and Embiid would be one of would be a perfect fit for each other as well. I think you can't find a player that complements uh, Joel Embiid better than you get with a player like James Harden. And that would make the Sixers one of the favorites to win the championship next season. If I had to make a prediction now, though, I personally think Harden stays in Brooklyn. A lot of stuff can happen before the end of the season. He Apparently now he's expressing frustrations, but if they go out and they do well in the playoffs, I don't really think he's going to find much better of a team than he has right now with Brooklyn. So, as a Miami Heat fan, though, I've been paying attention a little bit to what the Miami Heat could possibly do. Since they are currently first in the East, there aren't too many big trades they would do because they don't want to mess up their roster too much. But they could get a small player that benefits them and gets them over the hump. Heat fans are kind of split on what to do, though. Some fans think why fake so it doesn't seem to be broken since they're doing so well and they haven't even had their core players together for that much time. But out of the fans that do want to trade to happen, it sounds like the two big names are Harrison Barnes or Christian Wood. Personally, I wouldn't change anything. I think we have a championship roster now. But out of these two, I think I'd prefer Harrison Barnes. Christian Wood is averaging 17-10 and 10 on the year. But Barnes I, Barnes, I should say, fits the heat better. He is a versatile player that can guard multiple positions. And he has championship experience, that being with the Golden State Warriors. If we got either one of these players, the package would most likely include something along the lines of Duncan Robinson and Casey Akpala. Duncan Robinson has a big contract that would uh, match Harrison Barnes's, and Casey Akpala would just be more uh, more value. Young young player that probably won't be seeing much playing time this season, and maybe not for a couple seasons with the way our 
with the way Jimmy Butler is playing and Max Struess being ahead of Casey Alpala in the rotation as well. So the Heat, he doesn't have much value to the Heat right now. But I don't think it personally. I personally don't think it'd be that good of an idea to mess with the roster at this point in the season when they're playing this well. I just think they have too much of a good team to risk trading a player like Duncan, who does a he does have his struggles, but at times he is a lethal shooter, and that's what that's what this Heat prides itself prides itself on is being a really good three and D team. They got defenders, they've got scores, and I think. If they want to make a big splash, that is going to be this summer when they could potentially get either a James Harden or a Bradley Beal. I don't think James Harden is that likely. They'd have to move Duncan and Tyler Hero to clear up enough cap for that. But can you just imagine for a second a team of a core of James Harden, Kyle Lowry, if he's still on the team next year, which I think he probably will be. He's got a two-year deal, but and I don't think they're going to trade him. But Kyle Lowry, Bradley or James Harden. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, that defense and that scoring would just be. I mean, I think they'd win the finals. They'd be the, they'd be the preseason favorites most likely. James Harden wouldn't. You wouldn't have to. His defense wouldn't be that big of a liability because there would be other players to guard the other team's best players, and Harden wouldn't have to guard a team that had wouldn't have to guard a team's uh, best player or a player that really does that much unless they're playing a team, unless you're having a team that's has two just really, really good guards where you can't move them anywhere else just because of like a height discrepancy or something like that. But that out of the way, that's really the big, the big trade rumors right now that we thought was news we're going to have to cover. And obviously we're going to cover the heat myself as a fan. If Gavin were here, he would talk a little bit about the thunder, but they don't really have much they can do anyway. They're just kind of riding out the season until they can make more picks and stuff. So, But let's move on to the AFC and NFC championship round games. First off, we are going to talk about 49ers versus Rams. And while the Rams are probably heavy favorites in this game, I wouldn't write off the Niners quite yet. I mentioned that earlier. They have won six straight games against the Rams, including both games this year. They pressure Stafford really well, which is something that makes him throw a lot of questionable passes. The 49ers have shown they can get wins without stellar play from Jimmy Garoppolo, which they've done a lot this year. Debo is huge for this offense, and he had success against the Rams this year. Trent Williams may not be 100%, which will be disastrous for this offensive line that not only depends on him, but also against the stacked Rams defense. They're going to need him with the amount of pressure they can get with their front four. They're probably going to run the ball a lot, as expected. And if their offensive line can't block for them, I just don't really see this 49er offense being able to really do anything. The 49er defense was able to somewhat contain Adams in the Packers game, held him to 90 yards on nine catches, which against Devontae Adams, you'll take that. Green Bay doesn't have the weapons that the Rams do, though, which could prove to be a lot to handle for San Fran. I expect this game to be actually a pretty low-scoring one with both defenses having some success, but I trust L.A.'s offense more to score points. So for that reason, I'm rolling with the L.A. Rams to win this game and advance to the Super Bowl and be the second team in history to host the Super Bowl in their own stadium. And with that being said, we can now move on to Chiefs-Bengals. This game, I think, will be a pretty high-scoring one, unlike the uh, NFC game. I've seen a lot of Chiefs fans that are 
confident. Most Chiefs fans, I think, are pretty confident in this team after that Bills game. But I've seen some varying levels of confidence. I've seen confidence in just a win, even if it's a close game. But I've, I've seen Chiefs fans predicting this game to be a 38-14 to Chiefs win. I don't have quite that much confidence for them to just blow this team out of the water like that. But I do think that they can get a 10-plus point win. The line currently is uh, the Chiefs by 7. Uh, that's the betting line right now is Chiefs by 7. So uh, a lot of things I said the last time the Chiefs played the Bengals apply here. Obviously, we know what Cincy is going to try to do. They're going to try to get the ball to their wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Gabriel Davis had a monster game against the Chiefs in the divisional round. But I take that as them locking up Diggs and Knox so well and DeAndre Baker and Mike Hughes just not being that great in the game so Davis was able to go off. It does look like Fenton will be back for, for Sunday's game, so that is good for our corners. We won't have to have DeAndre Baker or Mike Hughes out there quite a bit. They're just they're not that dependable. The big question is if Matthew plays, all signs so far point to yes because we've only heard good things out of the Chiefs on that this week, and Indy Reid did say he expects Matthew to clear concussion protocol. He's really big for this defense, so Kansas City will need him to stop the Bengals' passing attack. The passing attack aside, this Bengals' O-line is trash. And Burrow doesn't help them either by just sitting in the pocket with no check down to throw to, which is on Zach Taylor as well. Um, those nine sacks that he took against the Titans, obviously their O-line is terrible, but Burrow needs to be able to have some pocket presence and sense that pressure coming or at least just know that – or at least Zach Taylor needs to know, hey – Burrow is not going to be able to really escape the pocket. Let's have somebody underneath, and that just really wasn't happening in that Titans game. They were able to get the win regardless, but I'm not sure that's going to be the case in this game. The Chiefs have a very high pressure rate, so Burrow is probably going to have a rough day. The Bengals got three interceptions last week, and they won by three points with 19 points in total. That is not going to cut it against this Chiefs offense, so they are going to have to really hope the Chiefs' corners don't play well in their pass rush, doesn't get to Burrow. As for the Chiefs' offense, I mean, what can you say about them that hasn't already been said? Mahomes, since his first year as a starter, hasn't lost at home in the playoffs. He already he already seems to find – or he always seems to find ways to win. And with this round being an arrowhead, this being a team that everyone wants so badly to win the, – the Bengals, I should say, that everyone wants so badly to win. And a team that they lost to earlier in the year – I can't see the Chiefs losing. They're coming off of a game in which they basically played perfectly offensively and against the number one defense in football, I might add. This Bengals defense leaves a lot to be desired. And with all these things in mind, I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl for their third straight year. I just don't know how you could pick against the Chiefs, against this Bengals defense in a game where the Bengals didn't look that spectacular offensively, putting up 19 points on three interceptions. I know that they're the popular team right now. And before before we close, I just got to say, Chiefs fans, we got to accept that we are the villains now. We are, we're not quite on the level of dominance the Patriots experienced in the AFC, but we saw it firsthand and we were a part of a lot of that just year after year rooting against Tom Brady and the Patriots because they, we were, they were always there. We always were rooting for the underdog team. And the Chiefs are the the villains in the AFC now. And honestly, I'm kind of for it. If we're going to be the team that everyone hates because we're just so good and we beat their teams every year, I'm I'm not going to complain about that at all. Uh, I I want this. I want every week just to see more and more hate on the Chiefs. But really, the hate is just because I mean your team just isn't quite as good as ours. 
I don't mean to seem cocky, but I mean this Chiefs team is just I don't see I can see the Rams beating them in the Super Bowl, but other than that, I just out of these four teams, I just don't think any of these teams can beat them. I know the Bengals are coming off of a win against the Chiefs, but just think about how many things went right for the Bengals in that game. They had some questionable officiating, they had a horrible offensive game plan or defensive game plan, I should say, from the Chiefs. Um, they put up the Chiefs put up three points in the second half. I mean, how many halves are the Chiefs going to put up three points? Just not very likely. And it was in Cincinnati, so they're not going to have. Well, we hope they're not going to have any of those things happen again. We hope there's not a bad officiating. We hope that the Chiefs don't put up three points in the half. And I just don't see it happening. So with that being said, those are my picks. I see a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be a great game. I. I think it could be on a level below, potentially, of the Chiefs-Bills game. I don't see it eclipsing that. I just don't see how it can be a better game than that. But I think it should be a pretty good game. With that being said, that's all I have for you. I'm sorry that we couldn't really have any um, debate with Gavin not being on, but Gavin is dealing with some sickness. So let's just hope that he gets over that quickly so he can not only join us on future episodes, but as he's wrestling, he obviously wants to be healthy for that. So. Um, let's wish Gavin a speedy recovery and a good rest of his wrestling season. With that being said, we'll see you next week, guys.